Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 14th edition, the second episode we've done today. If you missed our show with Showdown Joe earlier, we talked UFC 203, CM Punk. Crazy happenings. He had a big announcement uh, personally. He's joined Ryzen uh, for their broadcast team. Definitely check that out. Also, we previewed a UFC fight night Hidalgo. Programming note, we will be doing our post-UFC uh, show Sunday afternoon at noon. Didn't figure you guys would want to stay up until 1.30, 2.30 in the morning for that. Tomorrow, Thursday afternoon, the Matt Riddle show with us. That, that's going to be awesome. Friday, Vince Russo. This show brought to you by DraftBeast.com. Go to DraftBeast.com for the most fun you will have playing fantasy sports. I know they are hard at work updating the site right now. But, man, I can't wait to take your money. In the goon games, you pick the most penalized players. Hey, Vontez Burfecht is coming back soon. I'm getting him. He's mine. Also, on it. Go to Onnit uh, by checking out any of our podcast pages, Fightful.com slash podcast. I always say we have a lot of things we're revamping constantly. We are about to revamp our podcast page with a schedule on that page. But click any of those links. You'll see that uh, on it, that big blue on it link. You can get beautiful clothing like this. My favorite shirt in the world, you guys. You can get their supplements, their equipment, all kinds of stuff. You can get a gorilla kettlebell that looks like it's going to just gnaw your eyeballs off. Pretty good stuff. Either way, Cruiser Weight Classic tonight. I am joined by the man who covered it himself, Alex Palowski. Now, Alex, you have been covering this show for for months now, right? Yeah. Yeah, one of the first things I did for Fightful, actually, uh, was a huge uh, bracketology preview where I picked out all of the rounds all the way through. Uh, was three for four in the final four. I missed out on, on the finals uh, because I think we all kind of were surprised by those two, but uh, we'll get into that. Um yeah, I, I researched all the competitors, uh, where they came from, if they had wrestled against each other before, what was the history, all that kind of stuff. And that was back on July 13th, back when this was just a little bitty baby of a website. And I've uh, been covering it ever since. Hey, we are no longer a little bitty baby of a website. No, I'll we say are that. not. Web being, 
We've been getting the traffic numbers, and for two months in, hot damn, you guys. Hot damn. As always, guys, please share the pages, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook groups especially. Those really help. A lot of people get to see those. Uh, help us grow even bigger. We had we were able to uh, bring Matt Riddle on for our Thursday show. We were able to expand our podcasting a little bit, something that we couldn't do a couple months ago, and it was because of your support. So uh, please continue to support us, things of that nature. Cruiserweight Classic tonight. We will go in it chronologically. The first match, I'm not going to say there was a bad match, but if I were to say, if I were to rank the matches, I would say the Zack Sabre Jr. Grand Metal League match was probably my least favorite. Not saying it was a bad match. It didn't click for me necessarily, but still some good stuff. Every time I watch Zack Sabre wrestle, Alex, it makes me want to wrestle more and more. Because <laughs> the yeah. cool things that he does. That seem they seem so achievable and so attainable, <laughs> uh, but they're not. No, maybe if you were like a serpent man, and you were able to like wrap your body around your opponent's lickety split the way he does, then yeah, I would say super super easy. Um, uh, in my case, I watch uh, Saber Junior wrestle, and my whole body hurts because I just imagine him doing that to me and go, nope, I don't want any of that. But uh, as far as the match goes, I thought it was it was uh, yeah by by uh, process of elimination, it was the worst match on the card of the three uh, in the tournament. But it wasn't a bad match by any means at all. Like I loved how fast Metalik came out of the gate, uh, really took it to Saber. Um, they really worked really well together, and I was impressed by what Metalik could do uh, with submission maneuvers and. Uh, reversing them into his own and, and escaping them. It's pretty great. Yeah, I love watching Zack Sabre wrestle. I really do. Uh, big, big fan of him. And like I said, when he does th- those things, it it looks like it's not that hard to do. He makes it look easy. I'll say that yep. much. It, it ain't easy. It's so hard. The things, the transition that he makes, the... He's unbelievably fluid. Uh, I'm a little bummed out he didn't sign with the WWE, but to each their own. If that's not what he wants to do, then then so be it. I know one thing. Having matches like this, when this is the quote-unquote worst match on the show, it's going to do nothing but help Monday Night Raw, which has featured Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil and Jinder Mahal versus Jack Swagger of late. Yeah. No, this this can only uh, help Raw provided they don't get tired of the little guys after three weeks and start feeding them to Braun Strowman. Uh, if they actually take these yeah, guys seriously, it'll be, it'll be really great. You know what would be great? Is if they used Braun Strowman to establish these guys. Yeah. They win over Braun Strowman. I would be okay with that. Because let, let's be real, unless some, some miracle goes down, Braun Strowman will never be the contributor in which I think the WWE would hope he would be. But if one of these cruiserweights defeats Braun Strowman, that is big. I think that that would be a big moment. That would be a big thing. Either way, this this match, it was was, was fine. Not the greatest match I've ever seen. We had TJ Perkins versus Kota Ibushi. Hot damn, this match was something special. Wow. Just from from the get-go, Alex. Wow. Really fun. TJ Perkins was a, a very clear underdog in this match. Yeah. I love that they had him checking the kicks. 
and Kota Ibushi's kicks are fantastic. This is one of the best matches I've seen in recent WWE memory. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it's a match of the year candidate. It's it's uh, you go back and the the other one they were talking about that you always heard about from this from this tournament was Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, and he brings something out of the guys that he he's one of the best in the world. He sure. might be the best in the world when he remembers uh, how long the count is outside yeah. the ring. Well, for is, those is of it you twenty don't know, in Japan. For those of you who uh, don't know, it, it, it is a 20 count in Japan, and Ibushi was in a match in the Cruiserweight Classic, and they had to do a retape because he didn't realize it was a 10 count in America and missed the count. Yep. Which? Yeah, appa- apparently Regal had to come out and uh, restart the match. William Regal came out and sure. used his powers to restart the match. He nearly. His special powers. He nearly missed a 10 count in this match, and this thing's live. I don't know what they would have done. Yeah. It looked like TJ Perkins was screaming at him, get back in, get back in. <laughs> yeah. No, this is my night. Get back in the ring. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the stuff that they did, starting with this match of Perkins finding cool ways to slap on that knee bar was awesome. He caught a Kota Bushi Pele kick directly into the knee bar and I popped sitting on my couch. I just stood right up out of my couch. It was great. It, it was really great. These two guys, they gave everything they had. They, they busted everything out that they had. And, you know, we mentioned uh, Zack Sabre Jr. earlier. One of the things I love is that so many people in this tournament had a finishing move. But one of the appeals of Zack Sabre is that he didn't have a finishing move, mm-hmm. that he could finish you with anything. Yeah. that you never know what's coming. I like that aspect of pro wrestling. A lot of people can't have a finisher. I'll make this an MMA comparison. I use this comparison a lot. Mirko Krokop, if he head kicks you, you're probably getting knocked out. But you know, not everybody has that go-to finish. Uh, also, you know, whenever somebody says, oh, hey, they're overdoing super kicks. It's not a finish anymore. Not every head kick knocks you out, but a Mirko Krokop head kick does. You know that when TJP slaps on a knee bar, shit might be ending. And man, Kota Ibushi was so good in this match, selling how much pain he was, uh, selling how much pain he was in, uh, selling how much uh, he didn't want to give up. And you could almost, you know, the idea that this, this favorite, which who also hadn't signed with WWE, and that was in the back of my mind, still, he's Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi. He'd be one of the top guys in New Japan right now had he stayed there. And he's facing a guy who got cut from TNA. Yeah. Which yeah. we'll talk I mean, about at was, length. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, the thing that was – that I, I had predicted from the very beginning when I wrote that thing July 13th uh, that it was going to be Sabre Jr. versus Ibushi in the finals because – it seemed to be that's what they were picking towards. Uh, they were The brackets were set out that way. Uh, and I still thought they were going to do that tonight, even though I knew that neither one of those men were signing. I still thought they were going to do that. And I think if both of those men or either of those men had signed, those guys would be in the finals. But they didn't. And so they had pretty good backups, I think, uh, in case of emergency break glass and you get TJ Perkins and Grand Metalik. And that's not such a bad uh, consolation prize. Those guys were great. They earned their spot. The matches were 
fantastic that they were in. And uh, they showed in the final that they totally both belong there as well. This match was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I hope they can make something work with Kota Ibushi, but I know that he has other ideas. He has other plans. He really wants to be just a freelancer. Yeah. He said that when he left New Japan, and a lot of people were like, yeah, sure, buddy. No, he really does. And he's really going that route. Also, a lot of people thought that after the neck injury, maybe he'd slow it down. Uh, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not interested in that. No. He's not interested in that whatsoever. Yeah. We had uh, Ciampa and Gargano against Dar and uh, Cedric Alexander. I've said this before. Cedric Alexander got in the most incredible shape. He was just another guy in Ring of Honor. But then he comes to the Cruiserweight Classic and – He's something special. Uh, Dwar is not anything special. Uh, Ciampa and Gargano very much are. I'm ready to see them on Raw. I'm ready to see them on Raw facing the New Day is what I'm ready to see them doing on Raw. (laughs) I'm ready to see them competing as heavyweights, cruiserweights, tag team wrestlers, throw them in a dress, have them wrestle the women. I don't care what these two guys do. They're really good, and I'm ready to see it. What did you think of this match? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that they uh, did a little pre-match interview with both of them, uh, made sure to play up how long the, you know, Ciampa and Gargano have been friends. They've been wrestling for a while. And then they did one with Noam Dar and Alexander. And they were like, this is the first time we ever tagged together. Let's see what happens. Um, But they worked really well together. There was a great uh, spot near the end where, um, where Dar trapped Ciampa's head in the turnbuckles, then went and did some offense to Gargano and tagged in <laughs> Alexander, who then hit this flying dropkick to, uh, to Ciampa in the, in the turnbuckles. So that they had planned that out. It was, was really, really great. Um, I was really disappointed with what I saw from Dar in the tournament uh, because all the, the research that I did into him leading up to it showed me that he was – Pretty amazing, especially for the fact he's only 22. Uh, there's a there's a match floating around YouTube that I linked to in one of my previews of him versus AJ Styles when he was 19, and it's a great match. And he really showed me a lot of stuff. Uh, and he was much better uh, versus Saber Junior because he knows Saber Junior knows how he works and stuff. I have faith that Dar will put it together, but right now he's not there yet, and uh, I'm kind of worried a little bit that he might get lost in the shuffle uh, on the cruiserweight division and just fade into the background entirely, which is too bad because he's got a lot of charisma. And, uh, you know, I mean, his look, I mean, hello, ladies. Like, he's very handsome and could totally market him in such a way. But Well, he's he, is, a- he is 23. He, is, he just turned 23. Yeah. Also, to be fair, I think AJ Styles could get a four-star match out of both of us. That's true. Maybe not me. Three and a half. But I think he, I think he'd do it. I think he could. He's that brilliant. I think he really could. Yeah, maybe three and a half. Yeah. We'll say three and a half. Ciampa and Gargano still uh, teasing going after the NXT Tag Team Championships. What do you think this says for their potential run on Raw, Alex? Well, from now, you correct me if I'm wrong. You you know more about this than I do. But from what I understand, the cruiserweights who are going to be on raw are not just going to be on raw they'll also be on nxt doing stuff so i feel like whenever gargano and champa go up and do cruiserweight stuff that doesn't mean that they're just going to do that 
that they can compete for the tag team championships on NXT and also wrestle some on Raw. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do it because they made it sound like they'll be working live events with NXT, maybe some of them with WWE because I would imagine that shortly after this starts, a cruiserweight match will be an attraction on a live event. Like some kids are going to say, Mommy, take me to the Raw show. I want to see some cruiserweights because, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved watching cruiserweights. I was an undersized kid at the time, and I was like, hell yeah, I want to watch these cruiserweights. They give you hope if you're if you're a, any kid because any kid's you know kind of small, so I, they they've been playing the hokey pokey on exactly what they're going to do. So I guess we'll see. I mean, obviously there's the title belts which we'll talk about shortly, but I'm not sure that they exactly know what the plan will be even a few weeks down the line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll we'll see starting on Monday when they when they have. The, the cruiserweight's on Raw for the first time. We'll see what they're, what they're doing with it. Somebody asked, can you see any of the other cruiserweights not from the tournament or currently on the roster signing up for WWE? Yeah. Uh, but they, they went out and they got a lot of people. I mean, virtually anybody on the Ring of Honor roster could probably fit that bill and probably will. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Ricochet who yeah. is going to get out. It'll take him a year, but he'll be available in about a year. But I would imagine he'll work a lot of New Japan between now and then. The way that his deal works is that he had a three-season deal, but I don't think that he can sign with anybody or appear on TV with anybody else until six months after his last television appearance for Lucha Underground. I'm pretty sure that's the way that works out. I can't say that for certain, but that's what I had heard. Yeah, which means uh, you're looking at if you if they do 40 episodes of season three and he doesn't do any in season four, six months after the last one airs, you're looking at like December of 2017. Somebody says, has anybody noticed the current hall? Everyone he's beaten on Raw has been signed to SmackDown. And then somebody says, well, hopefully he beats Paige next. <laughs> That's good. Somebody asks, where's Abushi going? He's going everywhere, uh, DDT for one. But, yeah, he, he's going a little bit ever, everywhere in Japan, especially. He's going to be, now that this Cruiserweight Classic is, is over, especially, boy, is he going to be a hot commodity around the world. Like, I mean, not, not only was he already well-known, but this exposed him to a little bit of a different audience. Somebody said Cruiserweight Classic and Lucha Underground were both fantastic tonight. I didn't get to watch Lucha Underground. How was it, Alex, before we talk about this main event? They did a lot of um, backstage, uh, the vignettes and stuff that they do to kind of like keep you up to date on the story. A lot of really cool intrigue. There's apparently uh, a Aztec medallion that, has, that is now floating around with two halves. Uh, one half, of course, is being held by the immortal... Katrina, the other one is being held by the police captain. So we'll see where, where that goes. Uh, it, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff they're, they're, they're going to do. The matches uh, were not long and were not great, except for the final uh, match of the evening, which was a huge hardcore TLC match that they called a weapons of mass destruction match between Marty the Moth Martinez and Killshot. And the final spot in that match is the, one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Like, if you're a Lucian Underground fan and you haven't seen it yet, I will not spoil it for you, but a damn. I'll have to check that out. 
Uh, somebody asked if Metalik is the new Rey Mysterio. Nope, and neither was Sin Cara, not the second Sin Cara. Uh, Kalisto wasn't. Nobody is. Uh, they're go- Ricochet could be. Maybe him. I think that's about as close as you're going to get to somebody, and it's going to be a different kind, obviously. I'm talking like a big cruiserweight star. Not like, not like hey, a guy who wears a mask because Ricochet is much better without the mask than he is with it. Metalik... It does some really cool stuff, but even just go, go back and look at the stuff that Rey Mysterio was doing in 95 and 96, 97, and you'll go, damn. Like, I mean, he hit like a Tope Con Hilo into a flying head scissors on Eddie Guerrero. That's, you don't see that, that backflip DDT that he did. He does stuff that you don't see 20 years later. Rey Mysterio was very special. Sometimes it's hard to for, hard to remember that when you see some of his later stuff and he had packed on the weight and his knees were all screwed up. We had the finals of this tournament, Alex. TJ Perkins versus Grand Metalik. So, there's something that I'd like to say here. Okay. I have made my my disdain for Josh Matthews known. I don't know the guy personally. Interacted with him very little. But he always seems like that kid who just turned 13 and realizes, like, if he doesn't stay in his room, then what can really, what can his parents really do to punish him? He's got that kind of attitude. Like, telling Jim Ross to go away, like, how would you have the balls in your spot? Uh, About a year ago, it was about 11 months ago, TJ Perkins wrestled for TNA. And he played the character Manic. And there was talk of having him do a bit of a split personality deal with schizophrenia and things of that nature. He voiced his displeasure about this angle to TNA. His wishes, they brought it up on commentary anyway, namely Josh Matthews. So TJ Perkins felt obligated to go on Twitter and say, hey guys, just so you know, I'm not cool with this. I don't like it. And good for him. Absolutely good for him. We have a mental health problem in the world, and he doesn't want to do that. He, you know, he does not want to do that. He doesn't want to make light of it. Josh Matthews tagged or replied to his tweet and said, then just go, bro. Just leave. Tag all the executives and leave. As I posted on Twitter, you can say this. Josh Matthews gives some incredible career advice, Alex. Mm-hmm. Because T.J. Perkins yep. did just that. And less than a year later, he is the new Cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Josh Matthews just had his show canceled, his little short-lived radio show canceled. As a wise, I won't, I won't call Kid Rock wise. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a guy from Detroit who claims that he is a Southern rocker once said, you get what you put in and people get what they deserve. I wish there were pictures of Josh Matthews crying somewhere so they could be turned into the Jordan crying meme. That is my only regret in this situation. TJ Perkins deserved every bit of this. He put in every bit of work. And Josh Matthews is, by the way, he deleted that tweet, finally deleted that tweet. Probably knew it was up. Knew the score. Alex, I'm done ranting about Josh Matthews for at least two minutes. Okay. Uh, What I thought was great about great and terrible in the greatest ways that it was, was you got Perkins and Metalik in the ring. They've already shook, shake hands. Like Remember the rules I told you in the back? And then all of a sudden... Time to play the game! Like, I could not believe that Triple H was coming out then. Like, interrupting the match, basically, to come out and say, Somebody said he made the cruiserweights cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, He made it all about himself, which was, (laughs) of course, you know, a hunter thing. But he did it so he could bring out what I've been wanting this whole time. A cruiserweight championship belt. And they were fighting not only for that penis trophy, but also for this beautiful purple and silver cruiserweight belt. Uh, he pulled out of a bag at ringside. And uh, it was really cool. It, it, made, it, it immediately made the match mean so much more. That you know that the guy who won was going to become the new face of the cruiserweight division for at least as long as he held the belt, starting on Monday. Like, that was great. And it, that, that tells you why they couldn't have Sabre Jr. and Ibushi in the match. If they weren't signed, they couldn't make that match the championship match. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, what do you think of the belt? It is a purple belt. It is a little smaller, as it should be. It's a cruiserweight title. It should be a little bit little smaller. Um, yeah, the, the purple thing is weird because it's going to be on Raw, but at least it's not, you know, strawberry colored or whatever. Uh, the cherry championship, the Twizzler title. But um, the purple thing is fine to me because I've been watching this show the whole time, and purple is the design concept for the entire show. That's the, that's the color that they use. For someone who has never watched the Cruiserweight uh, Classic, is watching on Monday – and T.J. Perkins comes out wearing this purple belt. Um, it might be a little off-putting, but we'll have to see what what the uh, greater WWE universe feels about it. But I'm okay with it. But then again, that's me because I've been watching the CWC for so much. I love this match. I, I like you know the title. Whatever. It's it's an okay title belt. Sure. Whatever. This match was very good. Probably the best Grand Metal League match I've seen since he 
faced Kenny Omega in New Japan, I would say. And this isn't a guy who I've seen, at least in his New Japan run, have a lot of great matches. This was a really good match. Uh, somebody, I wish I would have seen who said it on Twitter. Uh, if, if, if you hear this and it was you, then, then let me know. But he, he talked about how adaptable TJ Perkins is and how he has been for a long time and how almost anybody can work with him. And Metalik was no exception. These two guys cater to each other's style and, and did it very well. Uh, this, it was just incredible. And you know, the, these were the two guys that were signed. And we have a lot of people saying, well, what does it matter if they're signed? It matters. It matters for, for those people in the building who knew. It mattered because if you put Zack Sabre in there with uh, TJ Perkins, everybody knows TJ Perkins is going to win. If you put Kota Ibushi in there with Graham Metalik, everybody knows that Graham Metalik is going to win. Everybody in that building knew that Metalik and and, uh, TJ Perkins had signed. It it had been reported weeks ago, and that's the type of crowd that's going to follow that sort of thing. So having these two in that – while not ideal if you're doing a best cruiserweights in the world thing, hey, I'm cool with it. Sure, and you can say that both of these guys beat two of the best in the world because really those guys are two of the best in the world. What did you think of the match itself, how it played out, psychology behind the match, all that? Uh, I mean, everything you said about TJP is correct. Like He can wrestle anybody's style. He can adapt to everything that that both uh, Metalik and um, – uh, the Bushi were doing, um, and it re- he really, really impressed me in this match. Uh, a lot of stuff that he was that he was doing and taking uh, looked great. Um, and there was Metalik also in really like more than anybody else. He was the guy who, over the course of the tournament and five full matches, you know, in spanning all the rounds, uh, really, really impressed me. Like I. I from that first match that he had with uh, Saez, I believe, from Chile, uh, which was over pretty quick, and the guy didn't really put much of a fight uh, through to beating Tajiri, uh, beating Tozawa. Like, he he really did a lot of amazing stuff uh, from his high flying. So, like I said, all that stuff he did with submissions really surprised me because you don't see a lot of guys who are that amazing at high flying and rope walking – that he does, uh, what El Rey de los Cuerdas, I believe, is uh, what Mauro Ronaldo likes to refer to him as only 15 times a match. Um, I, uh, I I love Grand Metalik, and uh, I'm really excited to see what they do with him on Raw. I mean, on, on, as far as like who the first you know feud for T.J. Perkins is with the cruiserweights. This thing was yeah, I, I'm really excited. By the way, I mentioned that Josh Matthews thing earlier, that tweet that I had made. Somebody in TNA sent me a message that said, LOL, at that Josh Matthews tweet. So that should tell you about how people think of him, and especially those comments in particular. Those comments in particular, I know, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in TNA because Josh Matthews is not just an announcer. He does a lot of other deals for TNA and with TNA. You don't just have one job at TNA. It's very much like an old school wrestling thing where you got to pull double duty because they're not in a great financial place. And I, I, there were two or three people that I spoke to that felt like he was abusing that situation, like that he thought that 
and, and I guess nothing bad did happen to him for it. I mean, besides the fact that he's still working for TNA, but you know, I, I like, I'm a fan of TNA's programming outside of his commentary. It's also terrible. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I like Elijah Burke a lot more than I like, like Josh Matthews, uh, yeah. both personally and, and on commentary. I think they've had some good storylines. I think that having Billy Corgan, Maybe no better than what Dixie Carter did. Who knows? But at least it's something different. But when when you harass a guy for not wanting to utilize a socially uh, or manipulate a socially sensitive storyline, and you act in that way, whatever, dude, go to hell. But that's that's how people in TNA felt about that, and him in particular. So good for TJ Perkins. This guy, I remember like, I think it was 04, 05 in TNA when he was portraying Puma. And I was like, man, this guy's pretty good. I had, of course, uh, pretty sure that if you were to say, gee, will this guy be a WWE Cruiserweight champion in 12 years? I would have been like, well, that's a weird thing to say. (laughs) No, probably not. And he, he doesn't get the reputation as a world traveler like maybe he should. He was in and out of TNA for a span of like, he had that 2004 run. He, I think he showed up in 07, 08, then from 09 to 2016, he was there. Not to mention also Ring of Honor. He's been there on and off for years. Um, I think he did some CMLL stuff too. Uh, New Japan, in and out. Uh, PWG, a lot. Also, he uh, trained, I'm pretty sure, at the New Japan Dojo. And their LA dojo. So he is a world traveler, but he doesn't have that same reputation as like an AJ Styles or a Daniel Bryan or anybody like that. But he absolutely deserves it. I don't know that. Well, he wasn't that big of a name, of course, but I think it's well deserved. I think it's awesome. Now, my question for you, Alex, where, how do you think this cruiserweight division will be portrayed on Raw? Do you think it will be treated fairly? Or do you think they're getting squashed by Braun Strowman in a couple of weeks? Gosh, I hope they're not going to do something like that. I really do. I mean, you never have to have these guys interact with the heavyweights in any way. Have them come out, do their match against each other, pop the crowd because the crowd's going to love it. Uh, you know, get TJ Perkins into, you know, a feud. Who knows? Probably it'll be Brian Kendrick who will be playing the heel. For the for a while, uh, I could see Jack Gallagher playing a really good heel. Jack um, Gallagher, how dare you? Excuse me, I forgot. I forgot. There's not a G there at the end. Uh, yeah, Jack Gallagher uh, could play a great heel as well with his uh, hot air balloon tights. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm really a fan of a lot of the guys they brought up, um, and I just want to see the, them work in front of a raw crowd uh, and see uh, see what kind of reaction they get. But yeah, I I really hope they take them seriously and um, and don't don't belittle them. I mean it it's good that 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 <laughs> that JBL isn't calling Raw. Oh hell yeah! Cause, cause Corey Graves I, is the right person to be calling this. He really, really is. He has respect. You can tell for everything these guys are doing. Even if he is the heel commentator, I feel like he's going to uh, at least you know. Look at him! They're flying all over the place. Oh, oh look at him, Michael. He's he's tiny. Look at him bounce. Yeah, that'll be, yeah. Nope. Jeez, man. Jeez. Somebody asked if we think Gargano and Ciampa will take the titles from the revival or fail again. 
that's a good question because they could get moved up to that roster full time. Yeah, uh, they could. Um, that would be interesting. You could just you could do away with the whole back and forth thing for Champa and Gargano and just move them all the way up to Raw full time. Also, you can, also if you do that. Boy, are they, they are versatile for those live events because yeah. they can compete as a tag team or they can work each other and be that cruiserweight yeah. uh, attraction match. Right. Because yeah. they, they, they do that so seamlessly. It's true. I mean, on the other hand, though, I would love to see me some revival up on the main roster. So, uh, I mean, I think that the thing that, that I, I had forgotten about was uh, the revival working um, – Enzo and Cass, who are largely a comedy act. Even what they do in the ring is largely a comedy act. But when they when they worked uh, Enzo and Cass, both down in NXT and then in that roadblock live event that they did back in March, that was the match of the night. Like those two those two teams were great together. So I, I would love to see what no nonsense revival could do for silly silly New Day. You know, could they could they get them to actually take a match seriously? Somebody says, Sean, will you be Fightful's representative in next year's Cruiserweight Classic? Uh, guys, we have a guy named Matt Riddle who works for us, and he is 210 pounds right now. Uh, I think he's a little more qualified than me who wrestles maybe once or twice a year. Also, not only that, we have a former WCW champion in Vince Russo who I'm pretty sure could make 205 pounds. <laughs> You know, somebody says, "Will Andrade Cien Almas wrestle in the cruiserweight division?" If Alberto Del Rio is to be believed, he doesn't want to wrestle anywhere in WWE. And my my response to that when I heard what Del Rio was saying about Almas was, "Can you blame him?" I mean, sure, like they gave him suspenders. Yeah, they they gave him this this pimp outfit and. Just like they put him up against guys that it was impossible for him to get over against. I mean, it's yeah. I, I would I would be very upset with the way that they were handling me too if I was him. Somebody said I wish they'd have a third place playoff. If they if they had a longer show, I'm sure they would have. Yeah, but it's hard to have a guy go back to back matches like that. But yeah, I, I like that idea as well. What, what a um, bronze medal round, Ibushi versus Saber. <laughs> right, just to do it. Yeah. Somebody said, didn't Osprey get offered a WWE Evolve contract by Heyman? He got offered an Evolve contract, and that was WWE's way to try to keep their thumb on it. But he's happy in New Japan, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Also, he's not feeling the best, too, from what I understand. But which is, which is, you know, honestly, that has been the criticism of him for a long time. It's like, if he doesn't slow down, he's going to feel it. And apparently, he's already feeling it. Somebody says, TJP's the first feud. Who you got? What do you think, Alex? Uh, well, I was just I was saying, uh, uh, of the roster they're bringing up to be, you know, I mean, because we got so used to watching the CWC, which doesn't have real heels and baby faces. Mm-hmm. It's just two men trying to beat each other. Um, with the exception of Brian Kendrick, who used a lot of heel tactics because they were the only way he could beat certain guys. So to me, it feels like he's the one who is coming up to Raw who has the most, um, the easiest way to just jump right into that heel character. Um, 
But like I said, it I is Jack worth, Gallagher could be great too. It is worth noting Neville, Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, Sin Cara, Enzo Amore, they all fall under that, that cruiserweight limit too. Yeah, well, we have not been told yet whether or not any of them are going to be part of the division. Sure. Um, it seems like they're trying to keep Sammy part of the, the, the regular scene. When he's Now he's working uh, Jericho at uh, the Class of Champions. But Lord knows they need something for Neville to do. So uh, I, would, <laughs> I would love to see a Neville and TJP match. You can put that on Class of Champions next Sunday, and I'll watch that. Somebody says... I take it Kalisto is going to Raw since he was in attendance. No, that that is not a given, actually. He's just been off the road. He's been dealing with a back injury for a while. So that's that's been that. Somebody says Xavier Woods would be great. Another layer to the New Day. Yeah, sure. I mean, if he's that 205 pounds that he's billed, then sure, why not? One of our commenters says, I'm 190 pounds. I have the representation for you. I think we're all set with Matt Riddle. <laughs> I think we're all set there, and he is on uh, WWE's radar. I think he's good. By the way, guys, if you all haven't seen if you all haven't seen my show with Matt Riddle, go back and watch last Thursday's show. Of course, we are here again tomorrow afternoon with Matt Riddle. Friday afternoon with Vince Russo. Sunday afternoon with Showdown Joe talking the UFC show, and then Alex will be joining us on Mondays for a while. Uh, hopefully, hopefully for good. But just saying, for at least a little while. Uh, if you've never been to Fightful.com, this is your first time watching the show, uh, do so. Register for free, and you'll get exclusive access to a lot of our, our interviews. Like we've interviewed CM Punk, Chael Sonnen, Daniel Cormier, Muhammad Hassan, EC3. Some of the biggest names in pro wrestling, MMA, and the crossover. You'll get more live viewing parties than any website in the world. Boxing, MMA, wrestling, doesn't matter how small, we're doing them. We did like M1 and Pancrase and Cage Warriors last weekend. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic, Lucha Underground, NXT, all that stuff. Also, Alex's work, fantastic. I think he does the best recaps in the world. Even if you just watch, if, if you just watched Raw, go check out his, his really entertaining recaps because you will enjoy yourself. So go there, register for free. Also get exclusive access to our forums which are being overhauled. We're making this a little more user-friendly. And, uh, yeah, we podcast, like, every day. Like, I do at least five shows a week, sometimes six to seven. This week it's going to be seven because of the UFC show and tonight. But, uh, yeah, somebody says, Enzo Wrestling Cruiserweights, do you want him to die in the ring? That's a very good point. But Alex, tell these people before we go a little bit of what you do at Fightful.com because, like, like I said, usually I have established podcasters or wrestlers or those in the MMA business like Vince Russo, Matt Riddle, uh, Showdown Joe. But when I needed somebody to, to work these pay-per-view shows for me and shows like this, I was like, you know what? Who better than maybe the most entertaining guy I've had ever cover things? So uh, let them know a little bit about what you do at the site. Well, I, uh, I do live coverage for Raw. I do uh, live coverage for, uh, for Lucha Underground. I've been doing it for the CWC, but that's, that's now done. So uh, I am also do live coverage for all the Raw pay-per-views and the uh, unified ones, so the big four. <laughs> then uh, I also have uh, my reaction pieces, uh, which are the Uncooked Raw reaction, the SmackDown react-down, uh, and then the Midweek Wrestling Roundup, which covers... 
Uh, all of NXT, CWC this week, uh, Lucha Underground, and TNA. Um, and then I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to uh, to make sure that I get up the this week's SmackDown React Down by tomorrow morning, so you guys can read that. Guys, like I said, please visit Fightful.com. Share our stories. Facebook Facebook groups surely help a lot of people see those. Twitter, Reddit, things of that nature. Um, we are updating all day, every day. Very rarely does an hour go by or half an hour go by where we don't post something. Also, we have uh, what we do, uh, if you've never been there before, we do uh, what I call rumors are flying because, you know, I, it was something that I, I kind of grabbed from Middle Easy where our good friend Justin Golightly worked where they did a rumor mill and they just collected all the rumors and kind of put those there. That way they didn't – that way your news feed isn't clogged with stuff that may or may not be true. So you can go there and check that out. Also, we do fight-size wrestling and MMA and boxing updates. That way if, if Eric Young is doing an appearance at a KB Toys somewhere – it's not going to take up one of the news slots. It's going under our fight size updates. Also, we have tons of videos under our video section. Our upcoming events, they're under our events section. Once those are done, we move them to our results section. So you can find results going back everything over the last couple of months there. We have exclusive financial analysis and ratings analysis from Brandon Howard, the best in the business at that. You get columns by Showdown Joe and Vince Russo if you sign up for free, no credit card required at Fightful.com. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. The button's somewhere down there. Somewhere. Also, give us a thumbs up. That really helps. If you want an audio version, go to our podcast page. You can download it uh, after the show is over, usually a few hours after, or stream it. We are working on iTunes and Stitcher. Guys, until tomorrow afternoon, slated, and boy do I say slated, with Matt Riddle for 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.